Welcome to the Dental Domination Podcast from Dentalscapes, a full-service digital marketing agency for dentists, hosted by Dan Bryan. Visit Dentalscapes.com for a free strategy session and take your dental practice to the next level. All right, welcome back to the Dental Domination Podcast. My name is Dan Bryan. I'm the co-founder of Dentalscapes. We're an online marketing agency specifically for dental practices. And I am so excited to be back on the air today to talk with Jessica Martin. Jessica Martin is the founder and CEO of Martin Management. Uh, They're a healthcare consultancy focused specifically on patient experience. And I'm so excited to talk with Jessica. I was actually introduced to her by a previous guest on the podcast, Um, and, uh, you know, Jessica, you've been doing a lot of work focused on patient experience for your entire career, really. And, you know, one of the things that I saw on your LinkedIn profile, which I loved was that it's your mission, you say, to take the dread out of dentistry. And I, I I love that, that concept. There's a lot of fear and anxiety out there and anything that we can do and dentists can do to put their patients at ease is, is obviously a worthwhile endeavor. And as we're going to talk about a little bit later today, it's also a profitable endeavor for the practice. And there's a lot that, um, a focus on patient experience can really do to improve patient retention and, uh, uh, patient loyalty and even treatment plan acceptance and, and compliance. So I'm really excited. I've been looking forward to this conversation for quite some time. Now, you're also, um, in addition to leading Martin Management, you're also the co-owner of Martin Dental Spa uh, in, I think, Eau Claire, uh, Wisconsin. Is that right? Yes, we're technically in Altoona, but Altoona is just a little suburb of of the town of Eau Claire. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, my my extended family is pretty much all from Wisconsin originally, and I oh. I can appreciate the uh, the geography of the small town uh, Wisconsin. It's uh, it's a cool place, though. I'm I'm excited uh, to have you here. So thank you again so much for joining. And what can you tell us about yourself, your experience, your background in patient experience, and also. Uh, really embarking on this journey in uh, the dental spa experience with your husband, who is a practicing dentist, like I said. So if you don't mind, just take a few minutes to introduce yourself to our listeners and would love to hear where you're coming from. Oh, I'd love to. Thanks, Dan. Um, So I had no intention of ever working in dentistry. Um, I'm a licensed school (laughs) psychologist. I just like to start with that, right? I think that's how a lot of us get into it. But I do believe, um, I'm not a super religious person, but I do believe I was kind of called to to do this work. I happened to fall in love with a dental school student 20 years ago, and that's how I got connected to dentistry. And then you know, owning our own practice, I got involved in some of the marketing things and, you know, helping to promote the practice as we struggled to find our way in the community and really, um, you know, grow with new patients and be profitable and whatnot. So, but I do believe my background as a school psychologist and working in the school setting for 10 years led me to the ideas that I use now to help teams really address dental anxiety. You know, kids in schools, we, we understand that from an educational level, the sensory component that there might be for kids that might need more sensory or less sensory to be successful yeah. in the school setting. And one day, I don't remember the moment or anything like that, but it just clicked to me that I think this is why people dislike dentistry. I think it's sensory related. I think their body is putting off all these bells and whistles. Like this is not a great experience for me. Although cognitively, they know they should receive this care and they should maintain their oral health their, their sensory systems telling them otherwise. It's telling them this right. is not a great place for me. So that's when it started clicking that if we can modify that sensory experience for patients, we can make it so much better, so much different, which helps the patient, but then also helps the practice growth and business and marketing as well. So 
it really all was organic and how it happened. And what I'm doing now is very organic. Um, again, just finding where I feel the need is. And I feel like, unfortunately, dentistry has a bad reputation for a lot of patients that just really hate yeah. going. And I want to want to be part of changing that. So yeah. that's like the quick and dirty of it. <laughs> so when did uh, you and your husband implement sort of the practices associated with spa dentistry? When was, when was that transformation happening? Yeah. So it started ar- in around 2014. That's when like the ideas started happening for, in my head. And it really took us about two years to, you know, go through the trial and error process of what, what sensory to add, what sensory to remove, and how could we do this in a way that wouldn't hinder our team, that wouldn't add treatment time, that would still make it profitable. Um, yeah. And so it, it took about two years to develop. And then once we really became like, we know what we're doing now, we have systems and our team felt comfortable with it. Um, then we hit the ground running and our practice just exploded. Awesome. Awesome. So what can you tell uh, me about spa dentistry specifically? What is it for, th- for folks that are not familiar? What is it? And, and why did you choose? I think, you know, you've, you've hinted at this already, but why did you really choose to, you know, invest so heavily in that experience? And why is it important for patient experience? What's the difference? What's the real kind of secret sauce mm-hmm. there? Well, when it, when the idea came to me, you know, back in 2014, I did my research. I was like, okay, someone's got to be doing this. So I searched all these, you know, websites and I searched dental spa and there were some places that were saying we're a dental spa. It's even in their practice name. So I'd call them up and say, Hey, my husband and I own a practice in Wisconsin. I see you're a dental spa. What does that mean? What are you doing? That's different. And most, I mean, 99% of them did nothing markedly different in terms of the patient experience. It was like, Oh, our building's really nice. We're connected to a med spa. We have a massage therapist that takes appointments (laughs) outside of the dental visit. You know, like it was none of it was none of it was affecting the dental experience. And so I was like, okay, maybe that's the wrong word to use. I do like it because I think patients, you know, have positive connotation with the word spa and they are attracted to that. Um, Sounds good to me. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, and it's intriguing because it's like they're, they aren't everywhere. So when I tell people like, oh, we own a dental spa, they're like, tell me everything. They want to know. Right. So right. I like the word for that reason, but some doctors actually don't like that word spa and that's okay too. I really believe it's about giving your patients better strategies, giving your team better strategies to help patients through yeah. some dental anxiety or hesitation. And so, um, whether you call so, it a spa or you don't, oh, it sorry. doesn't matter too much. But oh, yeah, I was going to say. So, what does it look like in practice? What are some of the yeah. uh, strategies and you know different approaches that you've taken or are taking in your practice mm-hmm. to put patients at ease and address some of that anxiety? What are some of the specific things that you've put into play? Yes, so I call them amenities, and that's I don't have a better word for it. But um, they're amenities that either remove sensory or add sensory. I like so, the way you're talking. I like all these words. Spa amenities. <laughs> that sounds good to me. That sounds better to me than you know drilling and filling. Right. Exactly. So some examples are a regular blanket, a weighted blanket, a, a heated neck wrap, a cooled neck wrap, um, a cooled eye mask, a mini massage. Some of our dental equipment, some of the chairs have massage and heat built into them, so that can be a great mm-hmm. offer. Um, if that's available in the practice, um, noise. Damn, are you accepting new patients? <laughs> right. Yes, we are. Yeah, <laughs> fly over. But that's yeah. that's how it happened. Honestly, like I had people hear what we were doing and then say, "Wait a minute, I want my dentist to do this. I live in Texas. I don't want to fly to your office every six months. So teach my mm-hmm. dentist how to do it." And that's really how the consulting was born. So that's those so are cool. Now, when did you start the consulting component? 
technically like 2017, 2018, somewhere okay. around there. I, okay, um, cool. it, it was slow moving initially cause I didn't know what I was doing. I was building it cool. from the ground up and didn't, you know, didn't have any experience in the, in that arena um, in, yeah. of consulting. But interestingly, as a school psychologist, my work in the schools was to consult with teachers and with mm-hmm. parents and work with students. So it sort of, it all makes sense now that I look back, but in the beginning it was, it was slow moving, but and along with the amenities, I think it's important to note that I also teach teams how to really do a more comprehensive intake on in terms of how the patient feels about receiving dental care at the beginning yep. when they are first meeting the patient. So we ask all these questions about medical history and dental history, but we don't ask like, how do you feel about coming to the dentist? Have you had an, a bad experience as a child? Have you had yeah. a bad experience as an adult? And asking some of those pointed questions, giving patients the language to say, hey, wait a minute, these are the things that trigger me. It is the sound of the drill. I don't like seeing the needles so that the team can then take that information and cater the experience to work around those issues for the patient. So every patient's experience is a little bit different. It's catered to them, but it's all systematized. So it's very easy and effective to implement, if that makes sense. I love that. So, you know, these amenities that you've implemented, um, you know, there is a cost associated with that. And I want to, I want to talk about that as well from a practice management perspective, but you know, what, what did you see after you implemented these new techniques and these new approaches? And I love, I love, you know, actually asking upfront what the patient's comfort level is and what their experience has been. I think that's something that is so missing and so necessary, um, Mm -hmm. you know, as part of this process, but what did you begin to notice and what have you noticed? What are some of the benefits to your practice? Now, you know, let's set aside for a moment the benefits to the patient. There's there's many yeah. of those. But what kind of benefits did you see and have you seen associated with spa dentistry with your practice when it comes to profitability or patient retention? Yeah. Like what are some of the things that you've noticed? So, and I'm not a super analytical person, unlike most dentists. So, you know, bear with me, but when I, when <laughs> yeah, I, my when husband I, is actually a dentist and I struggle with that as well. <laughs> yeah. I like, they like the numbers and I totally get it. So I have some of them and I, I these yeah. are under representations truly, because I'm not like, that's not my, my passion to pull all that stuff. But we noticed very, very quickly, um, our new patient numbers increased substantially. So yeah. we went from averaging like five new patients a month to like having to cap our new patients. Like we would wow. be like, okay, we can't see more than 25 or 30 new patients a month and continue to treat the existing patients. So new patient numbers dramatically um, increased as well as crown production. And, you know, I talked to my husband about it. And I'm like, are you do you feel like you're like, and he's an ethical person. So when I say, are you pushing more crowns? I don't mean like, are you identifying unethically? I just mean like, what's, what do you feel like has been different? And he's like, honestly, I just feel like people are just more accepting of what I'm saying they need because they know their body feels better about receiving it. And so um, crown production increased by 50%. Um, Our overall production, we had, I don't want to share like too, too much, but we had plateaued um, at a certain production level for a number of years. And we just couldn't, we couldn't like get past it. And we've seen our production like triple. So it's incredible. We've built a new office. We've added team. Like it's just, we're now adding some aesthetic services as well, like cosmetic aesthetic services as well, Mm -hmm. because we have this niche in our community. And so we've added Botox and other things as well. And the cosmetic dentistry, just the uh, the quality of the patients that we attract mm-hmm. um, has been great. And I think that affects everything on the bottom line for the practice. It affects, you know, when people keep their appointments and they're able to pay out of pocket Absolutely. if need be, or you're able to raise fees. We actually are completely out of network with all insurances now as well. Okay. 
which we certainly weren't um, way back when when we started this. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. You know, you have you have said in the past that moving to principles of spa dentistry can actually help practices um, more affordably or more effectively go out of network and not participate and and become, Mm -hmm. you know, exclusively private pay. Has that, you know, played out for you? Is that kind of, you know, what you've noticed has been effective for you? Absolutely. I think if you are going to, you know, make your patient decide, you know, to remain with your practice and making those decisions, like going out of network with their insurance, there mm-hmm. has to be a market reason for them to stay other than like your team's great. You know, they, they like you, they like you as a person, you're gentle, like all of those things, people truly kind of believe they can get elsewhere. That may or yeah. may not be true. But if you yeah. have like a differentiating factor that adds so much value, you basically, I don't want to say spoil them. Cause I do think it's like, a normal standard of care that everyone deserves not to be anxious at the dentist. But if you've given them this experience that they aren't going to get at the next office down the street, that decision becomes much, much different. You're not comparing comparing apples to apples any longer because your experience and your differentiating factor is different. So absolutely. That's, that's what it's allowed us to make that decision. That's awesome. And you've talked about, you know, obviously we've, we've focused on patient experience, but some of the benefits associated with that to your practice, profitability, patient retention, that kind of thing. What about um, your own staff? I, I would imagine that in implementing some of these changes, you've probably seen, I'm guessing, um, but I want to get it, you know, straight from your mouth. I'm guessing you've seen, you know, pretty good retention in terms of your staff and that kind of thing. And, and you're also creating in a way, a better experience, a better working experience for your employees. Is that, is that a fair assumption? You know, we've had our, we've had our fair share of turnover the last few years. And I, well, I don't the last few years have, have been crazy. So I won't, well, I won't make any judgments. Yeah, right. I mean, prior to COVID, we had a very consistent team and, yeah. and we didn't have any turnover issues per se. Since COVID, obviously that's kind of thrown everyone for a whirlwind. I think, you know, I've seen in other practices I've consulted as well that, the doc- doctors and um, teams kind of they're drawn to the approach, and it's actually maybe attracting that like that right type of personality to add to your team say, members more, that are a more patient centered right, uh, exactly. type of provider. Yeah, yeah, right. So you know whether there's the turnover or not, I think you're because the approach is unique in that you're really caring for patients in a new way in a better way. You're going yeah. to draw on those people that are that have those personality traits. Absolutely. Now I want to pivot a little bit because, you know, obviously Dentalscapes, our specialty is marketing. And so I could talk about marketing all day, but there is a component of, um, you know, telling the story to all of this. So emphasizing why patient experience is so important, why your practice has decided to invest in and adopt some of these practices. How is your practice telling the story? How can practices that are uh, implementing elements of spa dentistry or these amenities, as you said, how can they tell that story in the community? You know, I would imagine that since implementing some of these changes, you've probably seen a a dramatic increase in referrals as well, word of mouth um, referrals. I mean, it just seems so prime for that. But how are you actively marketing your practice now in a way that's different than maybe you were before? Yeah, I mean, you're probably not going to love this answer, Dan, because it it, it almost... (laughs) You're like, it happens for us. (laughs) Well, I mean, honestly, when I look at what we did marketing wise before this and what we do now, we have demand that in in such a way that we don't need to do a lot of marketing. Um, You know, I actually do love that answer because it just means you're doing everything right. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I mean, I think in the beginning when I train teams on this approach and they, you know, become a dental spa, there's obviously, there needs to be a splash with it marketing wise in the community to let people know, okay, we're doing it different now. And so there's certainly a place for marketing there. And I think it actually makes marketing easier to me. It's like, you know, uh, planning a party and it has a theme. So if the theme is monster trucks, now we know the cake is a monster truck and the invitation has a monster truck on it and all the little favors are monster, you know, like, you know what you're, where you're going with it. And so I think so many dental websites I see and so much social media that I see for dentistry is so generic. And it's just like talking about teeth and educating about oral health. And it's super just not engaging for people. And so when you have a niche, when you have a, um, a, a, a value that's marketable, that like being a dental spa or like patient experience extras, I think it's kind of sexy. Like people are attracted to that and that makes 100%. marketing easier, but yeah. we don't do a ton of marketing anymore. And we've actually found a lot of our marketing comes organically from patients because they're excited yes. about it. It's different Absolutely. and they'll take pictures themselves and be like, I'm at the dental, I'm at the, I'm at my dentist. Look at what I have going on. And they've got the so neck great. wrap and the eye mask on and people start going, what, where are you? Where is that? And so I the feel like it's primed for Instagram. Yeah, yeah, it is. It just does its own thing. It's beautiful. Yeah. So cool. And I would imagine also along with that, you're also generating probably, excuse me, but probably a shitload of reviews as well. Five-star Google reviews. Yeah. And that's probably been a very good driver of that for you also. That's, that's great. Now, you know, as we kind of wrap up here, what are some, let's say I'm a dentist and I'm, you know, I've been following that traditional model. I don't have any of these amenities that you've, you've talked about here today. What are some easy steps that a dental practice can take immediately to start improving patient experience, putting that at the forefront, maybe implementing some of these amenities when someone comes to Martin management and consults with you, like what are some of the initial upfront steps that you advise they take to really start putting this into practice and reaping the benefits? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'll actually, I do what's called a room refresh and I do a complimentary where I'll have a team send me a picture of a space in their office. Sometimes it's the lobby, sometimes it's a treatment room. And I can consult on this little aspects of the space that they maybe have an overlooked or underlooked over the years. Um, Just little things like, you know, that's really cluttered right there. Maybe consider taking down some of those brochures and all that promotional stuff that looks salesy, uh, make it feel a little (laughs) more Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Okay. Again, it's like, it's the marketing stuff, but I think marketing is easy steps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't take a whole lot to get started. Right. Yep. So, you know, looking around and um, tweaking the atmosphere just a little bit. I mean, we have a beautiful, beautiful office now that we've built, uh, but checked out the photos and the videos. It it is pretty impressive. I encourage listeners to check it out and just see what they're missing out on. And if you're in Eau Claire, stop by. Yes. I love to do tours, but even before, Yes. Even before we had the the new office, we got, we worked out of this tiny little, I mean, this tiny little building that I had to put a ton of lipstick on to make it cute. And, but so my point <laughs> yeah. is you can do it anywhere. It's just about like it's colors and it's clutter, it's reducing clutter and it's making it look and feel markedly different. I think also a big thing that's super easy is put like a diffuser or some sort of scent oh, yes, uh, thing in the lobby, right? When people walk in, cause that's when they hit that wall of dentistry yeah. Once they're in the building for a little bit, they kind of get used to it. But that initial yeah. wall address that right away. And, and then I think let's the ditch next- the eighties soft rock right in the lobby. <laughs> yes. Yes. I like to play. Um, we have a big TV in our lobby because our, my husband loves TVs. And so we put like waterfall scenes on love for it. that. And people love that. They just, it's calming. They're looking at their phones and whatever. Um, yeah. but I think whatever you thing- do, don't play, uh, 
don't play cable news before going in for a oh, filming. Yeah, right. Starting an <laughs> argument in the lobby, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but then I think back to like what we talked about, really like the patient intake, just asking those questions about comfort. Even if you don't have any co- any amenities that the team has for tools to provide some calming, I think just opening up that conversation and allowing the patient to feel heard about how they yeah. do feel or what they have experienced really um, starts to build trust and allows them to feel like, okay, they understand and they care about my comfort. They're going to do what they can. And I think that's, I mean, you can do, you can do that tomorrow. You don't have to add amenities at all. I think just asking those questions is super important. Absolutely. This has been phenomenal. I I love this topic and I think we could go on for, for (laughs) hours about this. And in fact, if, if I have my way about it, I'd love to have you back on to talk a little bit more about patient experience and some of your, uh, you know, hands-on experiences in implementing this in other practices, because I think our listeners, you know, some of those private practice owners out there are, are very much interested in this, this kind of philosophy and how it can change not only the patient experience, but also, the experience of running their business and profitability and patient retention and that kind of thing. This is just so great. So I can't thank you enough for sharing your uh, insights and your expertise. This is so great. How can people take the next step if they want to connect with you, if they want to engage with Martin Management? Where can they find you? Where should they go? And how do they get involved? Yes. So I have a website. It's martinmanagementllc.com. And you can book a call directly with me right from there. Um, I'm, I answer all my emails. I'm very hands-on in my business. I do. I have people to support me, but I, um, I, I love to be involved and really you know, talk, talk with doctors if they're interested. I'm also on LinkedIn. I also have um, Martin Management has a Facebook page. So I do throw tips and whatnot on there. Um, I do have a monthly newsletter. So on my website, you can sign up to receive that, which always has some, you know, blog articles, as well as just um, general, general tips and thoughts about, you know, improving the patient experience in every aspect of the business. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. And we'll, we'll throw those links in the show notes as well so that folks can, can check that out. Well, Jessica, I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for being here. Um, yeah, I, I, I just thank you. I appreciate it. This yeah, is a really interesting it. topic uh, for me. I don't think enough people are, um, you know, set aside spa dentistry for a, for a second. I think I think that's fantastic. But really honing in on the patient experience and and practicing patient centered care, I think is is just something that's um, really important and not enough time is spent on it. And I applaud you and your husband's efforts to really put that at the forefront. So thank you and thank you for being here today. Thank you, Dan. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jessica. Um, if you have enjoyed this podcast or you've enjoyed um, other episodes in the past, I would ask you, um, if you don't mind, if you're listening in today, please take a moment to uh, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. That always helps us out with the brutal algorithm. I can assure you it's it's challenging. But in any case, uh, check out dentalscapes.com. And I wanted to give a special shout out today too to Skylar Swayze, who just joined uh, Dentalscapes as a client success manager. So welcome, Skylar. Thank you so much for uh, joining the team. And thank you, Jessica. Thank you for being here. And I hope to drag you on again gently in the future if you'll have it. I love it. All right. Thanks, Jessica. Take care. Thanks for joining the Dental Domination Podcast from Dentalscapes. Visit dentalscapes.com for a free strategy session and learn how to generate more leads, drive more new patient appointments, and improve practice profitability. Dentalscapes.com.